Activist and iwi leader Mike Smith has won the right to sue Fonterra, Z Energy and other so-called big polluters for their role in climate change. The Supreme Court has reinstated the case on the basis that the companies may be in fact li- liable for their climate pollution, despite Fonterra's best efforts to have it thrown out. Russell Norman is the Executive Director of Greenpeace and he's with us now. Hey, Russell. Hey, Heather, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Is this a big deal as far as you can see it? Yeah, well, I mean, it means for the first time, um, big climate emitters, and Fonterra is the biggest in the country, uh, are going to potentially um, have to pay some of the cost of the harm that they cause, right? So when we know that climate pollution means more intense cyclones and more extreme weather events that harm a lot of people, um, currently they don't pay for that. But if this court case was successful, when it goes to court, then it would actually, um, then they'd have to pay. They already pay for it through the ETS. No, I mean, of course, Fonterra, you know, all the agricultural emissions right. are free. You and I subsidise all of that. So, no, the agricultural emissions are all still free. But the rest of them still pay. The eh? But, OK, if we, look, if we look globally and see what's, be, what's come out of court cases like this, what could they be up for? Well, it's, uh, there's a lot of global action. So the, the court cases vary from country to country. So Norway, in Norway, for instance, there was a recently a court decision that says the Norwegian government can't start some new oil and gas exploration. So it can be regulatory, there can be costs, but it's still really the early days for global litigation on climate change. So we don't really know. Would, would we be a first? Uh, we'd be one of the first. I mean, uh, the, the, the thing about it is, like, if you think about it, they've been producing all these climate emissions. We know that causes harm. And so actually putting a price to make them pay for some of the harm they cause would create a very strong incentive to actually cut emissions. And, um, and that's desperately needed. Does it sound to you, Russell, like the only reason that, that this case has actually succeeded with the Supreme Court where it failed with the appeal court is because of the use of tikanga Māori? No, I mean, so just to be clear, this was very much a procedural case. I mean, as you alluded to at the start, Fonterra were trying to stop the case being heard at all. So not only does Fonterra not want to pay for their emissions and and they don't want to pay for the harm caused by their emissions, they don't even want the court case, right? So they went and said, you should stop the court case. And the Supreme Court said, no, we think it should be heard. It's important. So at this stage, all we've got to is the actual procedural, whether Mike uh, Smith can take his case to the the high court. Mm. Um, And so in many respects it was pretty much um, bog standard law in a way because it's it's just the old common law of nuisance it's like if someone pollutes a river and you're affected by that uh, that's old common law of nuisance and a lot of this is along those lines all right hey russell thank you as always appreciate it russell norman executive director of greenpeace one of the reports from this case is an important feature of the case is the role of tikanga maori and how it determines smith's and that's in Mike Smith's relationship to coastal land and waters which are being flooded and damaged. Now, hard to know how much of a role Tikanga Māori played, but if it did play a big role in this decision, it is um, quite an interesting little thing because this is literally the case of the Supreme Court writing law by including Tikanga Māori. So that, should, that might become a little bit of a thing. 19 away from 6. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.